the Good Boys Gone Bland podcast. I'm Denali. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Jace. And welcome to our show. Um, the Good Boys Gone Bland podcast is uh, is a podcast where we do a deep dive into a sliver of a culture where we plunge until it goes bland and then uh, keep plunging. And uh, right now we're we're going through the uh, the old movie mansion and reviewing Ben Affleck movies. How many uh, how many movies deep are we in uh, in Ben Affleck right now? I swore it was seven, but infinite. It, yeah, we're on six. It's only been six. I I, f- I feel like it's been a hundred lifetime. <laughs> I don't know if the human brains made to watch this many of one actor uh, within just a few months. I feel like I'm his agent. Like I'm his manager, and I'm responsible yeah, you're, for you're, you're watching all of his work. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like looking up movies he's gonna be in. I'm like, oh, that's not a good choice. What are you doing, Ben? Where's your head at? But <laughs> this year, um, it's a new year. It's a new year. I guess this is our new year special. It's 2021. We're about three days in right now. How are you guys feeling? I'm tired of it, man. You're tired of this year already. Yeah. 2020. You ready for 2022? So. Yeah. This year, everyone's everyone's kind of saying, you know, this is going to be the good year, right? 2020 was so bad. You know, we don't have to get into that. Everyone knows what happened in 2020. This year is going to be the good twin, where mm-hmm. things are going to go the opposite direction. We're going to be spraying our saliva on each other like we didn't get to in 2020. We're going to be getting in huge sardine can groups. Going to be watching shitty movies in the movie theater. Oh, Yeah. Licking bar toilet seats. Honestly. Licking yeah. toilet seats like yeah. I didn't get to mm-hmm. this year. A lot of flavors. Year. The thing, <laughs> I don't think that this year is going to be that yet. I think it's going to have to go like medium. This is going to be like a medium year just Absolutely. because, you know, COVID don't end, you know, all that stuff don't end in January. You know, it's going to take a little while for it to kind of simmer. So this is going to be like the okay year. And then next year, is going to be yeah. brain meltingly awesome. Like, I've got good even, vibes I'm coming scared. from 2022. Yeah, 2022 is going to be sick. I'm I'm really scared actually how and awesome this, it's going to be. Watch this this just uh prediction bite us in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Sound Universe, bite please. it. Please. I don't please don't. <laughs> please don't. Look, I'm just I'm, no expectations. No pressure, no expectations going in. That's my. Do you um, guys? That was my parents. What they said to me on my birthday every year. On your birthday, just oh, wow. That's that's not the worst thing they could say. Yeah, I was um, fine. It's not it's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys? Uh, you guys have any? You guys have any New Year's resolutions this year? Oh, not a lot happened that last year to kind of build on, but. You guys have any any clean slate stuff you want to start yeah. out this year? Yeah, um, actually, I've been wanting to watch more Ben Affleck movies. <gasps> have that's I your, got yeah. a treat for resolution? you? Yeah, we, so we've already I'm really watched, stoked. Right, we've already watched so much. Like, we've already 10,000% higher than what a normal person does. You want to do more this year. Yeah, I want to watch. You want to go even harder. My resolution is to watch them all. <laughs> Right. Everything. I don't know if Even I could, Field of Dreams, where he path. played like a kid in the stands. Defining moment. I don't know if I could walk this path with you, Ryan. This is 200 plus movies. That yeah, it's ben like Affleck's Walking on the in. Sun. 
<laughs> is he in that many movies? No. I thought it was like 40 max. Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't have any uh, overarching, like, long-term New York New Year's resolution goals. I have some short-term physical fitness goals. Um, oh, I want nice. to be able to readily dunk on a 10-foot basketball hoop. Yeah. I, I uh, oh. So that'll take some training. Uh, that'll be cool to be able to do in 2021. I'm going to... Hopefully, before summer, um, deadlift 500 pounds. I think Ooh. that's a really achievable goal. And then um, there's a there's a strength metric that, uh, whether it's good or bad, is used in powerlifting meets, um, and it relates your total overall lifted number to your body weight. And uh, I had a 315 Wilk score this past uh, Christmas Day when I lifted, and I'm going to try and get 350. And uh, 350 Wilk scores like a novice, novice intro power lifter. So nice, man. Your Christmas is very oh my different. God, man. man. Yeah. You're like Goku train training in his like little little pod, <laughs> just like in his high gravity pod, yeah. seeing nobody, just staying isolated. Yeah, it's like emerging, just this big muscle bound gorilla. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, your um your goals are 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 like kind of orbiting Pluto compared to mine. My goal, so I looked at my Fitbit on the few days I wear it, and I average around you know sub one thousand steps a day. Uh, I don't think my heart rate goes above like eighty <laughs> a day. And you know normally I was a uh, four times a week you know regular gym goer. I'm not. I wasn't like Captain America or anything, but you know. I like to, to go to the gym, and then this whole year, it's totally went in the toilet. Um, I'm not even working out at home or anything. I don't know what happened. Um, so this year, I'm going to try just maybe 2,000 steps, 3,000 steps. Who knows? I'm yeah, going to start slow, um, and then uh, hopefully hopefully work my way back up. up. I don't – yeah. I kind of, like, did a little little bit of a jog when I was crossing the street the other day. Like a car was was coming, and I kind of like you know jogged like I normally would to kind of cross the street quickly because I'm polite. Um, and I was I was like, whoa, like I was like, this is how someone has a heart attack. Like, <laughs> oh my god, like my heart was like, whoa, what's going on up there? So, hoping hoping to improve on that this year. The thing is, to uh, like a lot of people were saying this year is going to be better, and obviously people are like, okay, why would a flips you know a switch flip in January? You know, why would things get better all of a sudden? There is like one thing getting better um, in, in, in January that might actually flip a few other switches. Mm -hmm. You know, a certain mm -hmm. somebody is getting kicked out of a certain house. Um, yeah, that, my that dad. May, that, yeah. I haven't been paying <laughs> rent dad. either, so that uh, might be me. <laughs> is this me? <laughs> it's actually my brother-in-law, that <laughs> lecherous bastard. <laughs> There are two well, people it, that need to be removed from a metaphorical house in January that'll kind of... Yeah, th yeah that'll kind of... Uh, metaphorical? Is, is that also it called a It is a literal house? house, too, though. Or no, it's, no, it's a Senate. It's, well, it's a, a big building. Every I don't know a lot about... <laughs> oh! Ryan, we're talking about politics. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're next door to a house. <laughs> this is going to go up after the uh, Senate runoffs in on uh, January fifth, I believe. Um, so we'll be uh, we're, we're talking into the future right now. So 
Hopefully things work we're gonna out. We're going to look like dumbasses once again. We're going to look like real dumbasses when the lizard people reveal their human masks. And <laughs> Hey, that's a uh, good segue. Is it? Yeah. You'll never believe it. That's a great okay, segue. Got, Ryan? I, I wanted to ask you guys. I've been thinking I'm about a this lizard. a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot this week for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you guys what your fursona is. Ooh. <laughs> I recently found out this week that there are there's not only furries. Like uh so if you guys wanna um so we should explain what a furry is real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh actually you know what I have to drink a sip of water real quick. So if someone wants to do that, um I, I can't right now. Yeah, I'm gonna drink some water too. Um Jason, you just wanna take the take the helm on this. Yes. Um <clears throat> The furry fandom is a subculture interested in anthropomorphic animal characters with human personalities and characteristics. You remember that word from personification in, in high school? Yeah, you, um... <clears throat> Examples of anthropomorphic lightly, attributes <laughs> include exhibiting human intelligence and facial expressions, speaking, walking on two legs, and wearing clothing. Yeah, so basically, I want to ask you guys if you had to imagine yourself as an animal. <laughs> an anthropomorphized animal. But and live your life. Not an anamorph. Not, not an animorph. Not an animorph. Oh, this like, is so much of an animorph. There's no like rotating. It's like what your spirit animal is walking around in your own clothes. Like, there, there's, I think there's a lot of people who feel uncomfortable in their own skin and they feel like they'd be more comfortable yeah. if they had fur e skin. And so, but I recently found out that there's, there, there's multiple types of furries. So, uh, there's, first off, I think there's bird furries. I think they're called like avians or something. And then, Birdies? I don't know about that. Brian, let's respectfully tread yeah. lightly on this. Oh, no, no, I'm going to be completely that is respectful. Totally legitimate. I don't know if, if, if <laughs> miss, it, miss, uh, miss, di- not, informing people correctly about furry culture yeah. is going to put a target on us. That's what I'm worried well, about. <laughs> they might be Jace, called feathers. Like I just a, don't okay. know. Okay. But yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. Continue. You can do whatever you want as long as... Yeah. Furry is cool. I'm yeah. going to make going. a serious attempt to figure out my fursona. I'm going to Google how to figure no, hold out on. my fursona. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, wait a second. Because okay. there are quizzes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so, but there are multiple types of furries. It's not just people with fur. Like, the most popular ones are wolves and foxes, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what people imagine when they seem furry. And but a lot of them are, like, blue and colorful or rainbow. And your fursona is, like, a persona that you take on. And it has, like, some people give them their own names and personalities and, and things like that. Well, uh, I found out that there's something called scalies. Those are like reptiles that are their fursona. It's their persona, what? but they're not furry. They're scaly. So they're called scalies. And okay, it's sick, a though. whole competing separate thing. Now, keep in mind, most of them are dragons. Oh. Hell yeah, of course. Of yeah. Course. yeah. I pick fucking dragons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a whole, there's a whole subculture, the furry culture. It's not really the furry culture. It's the scaly culture. The scalies, okay. And... They're, and 90% of them probably are dragons. 
but there's like snakes and stuff. So I think this week, I think I found out that if I were to have a fursona, I think I'd be a scaly. But I think I wouldn't, I think I would just be an iguana. Hmm. Not like a dragon. The, The dragons are kind of like a little too much for me. I don't really want the wings and like, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in the dragon furry community, but yeah. mm-hmm. I think there's like uh, an iguana head with like that ridge that they that they have that goes down their back with a cool ass yeah. tail that I can whip things with, and yes, being scaled. And it pops off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can escape from situations, and I don't know like what the whole egg laying thing is like. If that's transported itself into scaly culture, but yeah, and I wanted to see what you guys think. And if you need help, there are some yeah. furry first. What's your fursona quiz? Okay, that you are can you gonna take guide online. us to these quizzes, or, or or should I take a quiz real quick? I want to. Uh, yeah. Can I screen share? Yeah, throw up a throw up a screen share, Ryan, and I want to see these quizzes. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Let me hit watch stream on here, Ryan. Okay. For those on the uh, the audio medium, um, we'll, we'll try to describe as best as we can some of some of what we're seeing here. Um. Yeah. Um. That's so. Favorite Zootopia character. Yes. <laughs> well, so on, question number one: Who wants to go first? Clawhauser. This is a Zootopia quiz. I'm in. What the I'm fuck in. is this? Okay. This isn't a okay, Jace Clawhauser. Yeah. Okay, this is from BuzzFeed, by the way. Thank you, BuzzFeed, for the sponsor. Um, how would your friends describe you, Jace? And maybe me and you, Denali you can guys, answer yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, you guys do it for me. I think you're smart and complex. Pretty darn cute. You're not very funny, and yep. you're not very awkward. <laughs> also fair. <laughs> I'll pick cute for Jace. <laughs> yeah, I think you're pretty cute. Okay, favorite social media platform? Ooh, of those? Twitter, Damn. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Pinterest. What what's your answer? Of those Instagram. Now pick a regular oh. fursona between wolf, bear, panther, lion, leopard, and ferret. Now this might give you guys an idea who don't know a lot about furries, like this might give you an idea of what the most popular options are. This is considered a regular fursona. Wolves and things. What's the actual difference between ferret, a man? leopard and a panther? Okay, Besides so leopard. Cats. Well, I think a leopard is more um I have no idea. And a panther is also, I don't know. But I think panthers are from the Americas and leopards are from the um, not Americas, from Africa. Well, Jace, pick the one because I, I feel like these people don't choose. It's like whatever they feel, right? Like yeah, whatever is exactly. inside them. Oh, so okay. just but choose I mean, the one that's like. Panther think about Black resonated. Panther. Black pa- Panther or Spotted Leopard. Pretty cool. Well, panther is actually a right. word used to describe the four big cats. Lion, tiger, jaguar, and leopard. So leopard. Or, oh my god, I'm all of them combined into one. Panther. That'd be a bear. Leopard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Pick a Netflix TV show. I don't understand this question, but the answers are Orange is the New Black, Black Mirror, Queer Eye for the straight guy. I think that's just as Queer Eye. End of the effing world. Yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or Bojack. I love I wonder, Queer Eye. If you pick Bojack, and really? I thought you could pick Bojack. Oh, I'm gonna pick Bojack, but I do love Queer Eye. Oh. So wholesome. I get emotional every time I watch it. 
Okay, um, let's pick a name. If you had to pick a name, and you had, your choices were Nugget, <laughs> Llama yeah, Del Rey, <laughs> Virginia Woof, Chad, Drusilla, the <laughs> goddess of hell, or Princess. Yo, all these are awesome. <laughs> I think they're awesome. None of them fit with my with my panther. I know, I understand, um, but you only have these options. Chad. Uh, yeah, that's a, that one hits home. Yeah, I do get a... Now pick a place to visit. Ooh. Bora Bora, England, Italy, New York, Thailand, or Iceland. Uh, ruined by tourism, fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pope? Smells like pee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thailand. Okay, unique choice. Good, unique choice. <laughs> Typical Friday night. Partying, Netflix, sleeping, friends, reading, or shopping. COVID? Do In I have a COVID time. persona or a before time persona? This was published oh, like a month ago, change. so this is COVID. Mm. Yeah, what the fuck, BuzzFeed? None of, half of this shit you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, you're not allowed to sleep or read in COVID. Um, <laughs> I never sleep. Partying. No, mm, yeah. Ooh, actually, wait, 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 wait. Can you can you read? Gossiping with friends. I gossip a lot on Friday nights. <laughs> Partying's for Saturdays. <laughs> Favorite food between pizza, lobster, lasagna, sandwich, ramen, or pad thai? Uh, it has to oh, be ramen because I've recently found out that whenever I eat pizza, I get an upset stomach, and then I poop six times the next day. Great. Uh, <laughs> so my some persona dessert. would do that, too. Go to the hospital, Jason. Cookies, creme brulee, tiramisu, apple pie, chocolate cake, or s'mores. Chocolate cake. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's see. A koi fish. Oh. Holy shit. Dude, that's awesome. Wow. Jason, I... I think you're technically a scaly. <laughs> Wait, dude. Ryan, read that description on koi fish. Okay, you got koi fish. You are intelligent and mysterious, causing people to gravitate toward you, determined to learn more. That's pretty good. Mm. That's a sick persona, dude. Okay. Wait, um, I got. I did this, and I got armadillo. I don't get legs though, Armadillo's right? Like, very am cool. I barred from making love to any mammalian personas? Um, absolutely Ooh, not. I, I nothing is barred in the, in the Fursona universe. Okay. Denali, let's do it. Okay. Let's, Unless let's you do have this. one. All right, fate. Uh, I don't think I know it, so let's let's try to hope. hope What's hopefully your I can favorite Zootopia character? I liked Flash, the funny slow sloth from the DMV. Yeah, I knew you would. Mm-hmm. How would your friends describe you? Okay, Jace, this is us. All right, you guys go ahead. Awkward. Complex. <laughs> yeah, I would go with complex. That's fair. It's a mixed bag That's of fair. shit in there. Favorite social media, <laughs> IG, right? IG. How do you know? You can't answer this, Ryan. I just know you. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, it is. Pick a regular persona. Okay. I thought about this a little bit when Jace was doing this. Um, I like wolf. My, my zodiac signs the dog. I connect with wolves. Okay. We'll do it. Mm. Pick a Netflix TV show. Mm, I don't watch a lot of these, so God. I guess Black Mirror I've watched more of. I just I can't watch it all the time, you know. But yeah. Okay. Pick a name for your persona. 
Oh fuck, these are good, man. Uh I like I really like Llama Del Rey. <laughs> it doesn't make sense with my wolf though. You want no, it? Virginia Wolf, man. You want Virginia Wolf? No, okay. Mm. Yeah, Virginia Wolf's good. It makes more sense. Okay, pick a place to visit. Ooh, this is fun. Okay. I'll pick Italy. Okay. Typical Friday night. Oh, realistically or what I want? What you want, man. What I want. Okay. Um, I'm going to go gossiping with friends, too, because I'm, mm, nice. I'm a little gossiper. Okay, pick your favorite food. Mm. Pad Thai, dog. I, I don't know why I didn't pick Thailand, but I, I, I love Pad Thai. <laughs> How about finally choose some dessert? Oh, fuck. These all look good, man. I'm going to go with uh, cookies. That's like an easy neutral one that I can have all the time. Oh! Some of these are sometimes. How did I also get koi fish? Dude, is this all five fishes? We got another koi fish in the house, you guys. Oh, hold You're on. intelligent I and mysterious, totally... causing people to gravitate toward you, determined to learn more. Jason and I are a pair of kois orbiting and you got, each other you like a different thing. Avatar. <laughs> Bro. The only thing you... Am I? I think. I think I'm the opposite koi, though, because you know, like in Avatar, where they have the yin and yang. Yeah. I think Jace is the yin and I'm the yang. We're oh. just opposite koi's. There's a bunch of really toxic comments on that BuzzFeed article. What's the What's the community say about? A lot of them hate it. Quiz. Oh. They uh, I one comment says effing gross. One says one likes it. Apparently, I think this is good. It says I'm a black mama rar. Ooh. So I think Ooh. that's pretty good. I think that's actually an approval. Nobody loves, nobody likes this quiz, but I really think it's pretty good because Armadillo is pretty good. Danelli, you got koi fish again. No. Yeah, I reran it, Danelli. You got koi fish. You reran it. Okay, thank you for for doing the test. You know what? I'm not mad about koi fish. If that's if that's my uh, my scale sona or first sona, whatever. Um, so be it, dude. They're 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 cool fish. I like them. And you know what? I said my Animorph would have been uh, a Clam, which is not too far off. It was a defensive Animorph last That's week. That's true. Well, with that said, thank you for the diversion, Ryan. Do we want to hop in to yeah. uh, the old movie mansion? I mean, I'm we're already in. Happy. We're locked in here. <laughs> we want to talk about climb up the we, stairs. Uh... Yeah, let's. we're down in the kitchen right now, kind of shooting the shit. And uh, let's let's go back up to Affleck's attic, shall Every we? Every night we go up and we watch some Affleck movie. I love it. <laughs> Climb up into Affleck's then, uh, attic, see what he has in store. Come into Affleck's yeah, yeah. attic. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we uh, we edit this and then we put in um the, that little the theme, the riff. Yeah, Affleck's attic, going up the stairs. And then oh shit, <laughs> are you clearly? We can wing one right now. Yeah, let's do it real quick. I don't know how well we're synced. Um, so you want to just lay down a... Oh, wait, am I singing? What am I doing? You're riffing for Affleck's you're attic. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Come up into Affleck's attic. See what he has in store. Come up into Affleck's attic and watch some movies and more. It's three dudes. <laughs> we gotta yeah. leave that in as, the, as an original <laughs> all right we're in the attic 
who wants to take synopsis this week and uh, let our audience know what we watched? Uh, I think it's probably might be my turn. I think Ryan, is it your turn? Ryan, I think I did Gone Girl. You that is your turn then, Ryan, because I did uh, Surviving Christmas. Okay, I did Paycheck. So yeah. Okay, so this week we have what do we watch, Ryan? Okay, go ahead. This week we have (laughs) The Accountant uh, from 2016, starring your boy Ben Affleck as Christian Wolf. He's a certified public accountant who has some not-so-nice clients on the side. And this is kind of the whole thing about this movie, is that he's a high-functioning autistic man, and he's grown up, well-adjusted to daily life, and he's very successful as a CPA. Mm -hmm. And it seems that his new client is one of the um, not-so-nice kind. And when Ben finds a little wrinkle in the books, some some people aren't too happy about it. And they send the world's strangest group of assassins in to uh, Mm -hmm. tie up loose ends. And little do they know, they're dealing with Ben Affleck. We have, and, and some really good supporting roles, I think we have Anna Kendrick as the comedic relief, not really romantic interest character. And we have J.K. Simmons, I mean, it was, who yeah. is a hit in every role. And he plays the old, washed up, I'm too old for this shit kind of uh, <laughs> government agent who's tracking down Ben Affleck because Ben's a wanted man because he works for people like the mob and uh, drug cartels. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much it. And the rest is action-packed. Moderately. That's a good, uh, that, that's a good breakdown, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, we can go, we can hit the, the Ben meter and the reviews at the right. end. But let's just, uh, do you guys want to just share your overall impression of the movie? For, for, for me, I just finished it today. Yeah. In fact, shortly before we began today. I actually surprisingly enjoyed this movie. I actually found it pretty dang entertaining. Uh, what do you yeah, guys think? I agree, hundred percent. I didn't think that it was going to be this good. And I say this every week. <laughs> I say this yeah. every week. Yeah. Um, ben keeps I'm surprising us, dog. <laughs> that Ben Affleck is the greatest floor raiser in in Hollywood. If you have if you have a movie that sounds like a stinker, you're like. Yeah. That might be a stinker. I don't know. Get Ben in there. Yeah. He's the deodorant. <laughs> um Jace, what do you think about this? I really I uh I brought this up and I kind of pushed for it because I liked it the first time I watched it. I mm-hmm. very much enjoyed watching it the second time, knowing all of the twists and turns. Um so it's like a it's a pretty good movie as far as enjoyment. And I think things just kind of start to fall through when you begin to think about it. Right. With any critical eye, at at the top, this cake looks good, and then you're like, wait. Huh. Yeah. But uh, overall, I, thumbs up. Yeah. I think that's my biggest main- complaint as well, in that uh, that doesn't make any sense. How did this person know this person? <laughs> 
what what are they doing here? How do you get in prison in the first place? I think this might be a situation where a lot of care went into the tiny, tiny details about making the movie right in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, who haven't seen the movie, there's um, several scenes where Ben Affleck has a getaway trailer where he literally like a, like an RV that he stays in. And it has it's full of collectibles and things of maybe imprecise value. They're obviously very collectible and very mm-hmm. valuable, but it's so he doesn't get paid in cash every time. And like things like uh, original Jackson Pollock mm-hmm. or um, other paintings or comic books, original comic books, things like that. I think for this movie, a lot of care went into details like that, picking the right paintings that make sense, picking the right comic books. We, we, we get like a glimpse of like a $4 million comic book. Um, not as much care went into the actual writing of the dialogue and the screenplay. Yeah. I think so. I also, the thing about this movie too is I think you guys totally interpreted it a different way too. Because um, when I saw it, I didn't even, I don't even remember Ben Affleck being in it when I rented it. I, I think it was with Walter Goggins and Ray McKinnon. Um, it was like a totally different movie I watched. Like, I, I don't understand where you guys are getting this stuff about the mob and 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 ki- like. Let me just read the description of this movie. This Academy Award-winning film tells the story of a mysterious accountant whose remarkable mathematical skills just might save the Odell family farm. Um, this was made by the same people who made The Blind Side or Brother Where Art Thou. <laughs> I don't understand what you guys we guys saw, um, and I was also confused. I was kind of waiting for Ben Affleck to show up at the end or something, and he didn't. He was he in the show back up at all. He was still the first. He was in. Oh, he actor, was in the back. You have to. Uh, he had to flip it, the the TV upside down, and then look through the legs. Okay, yeah, this was free on Amazon Prime, which was where you guys saw it too, right? <laughs> no. What fucking movie were you talking? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm talking about the accountant released in 2017. I'm trying to look up uh Walton Goggins' IMDb page and I'm not even finding the movie that you're referencing that you're riffing on. What the f- I, I don't know I, if you I are really I can't even find this movie. I can't even what? find I don't know if you're making this up and you just really like to throw in character actors like Walton Goggins into your riff, but <laughs> It was just a. This it was is a. a short film. This is a 2001 to watch to film. Tonelli, <laughs> 2017. Oh, sorry. This is a re-release. 2017. Yeah, oh, you're right. It's 2001. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it was like kind of like a meta art film that depends on who, what your head state is when you watch it. You kind of interpret it in different ways. <laughs> mm. Oh goodness! Did you have an impression? Uh, what What do you think about the film, Tonelli? Ben meters really low on on this accountant movie because he wasn't in it at all so how about the farm? it was pretty good though it was a funny romp yeah the farm scenes were great uh there is a scene where he shoots a bunch of melons i don't know if that's in your accountant too that is there, yeah. there's a melon shooting scene <laughs> this is bad i'm sorry <laughs> yeah we're off the beaten Stop. track this i don't is, know what, so how bad. much you're joking anymore <laughs> 
Does somebody yeah, so I, need to I, bring I, a I, clear I, thought in here <laughs> to, yeah. to flush this shit out of your well, brain? Well, I need to know Denali's thought about the film. Yeah. I told you my thoughts in the beginning. Um, I My thoughts about this movie is I did find it a lot more enjoyable than I thought. I think I went in with a low bar, seeing that you know 50% Rotten Tomatoes score. I know you shouldn't judge like that. But I saw it, and I was like, this is going to be just a Garbo action movie. In a way, it, it was. But it also had a lot of heart. And I think it had just some interesting character stuff in there. Yeah. One really interesting thing that I saw in the in the movie was John Bernthal's character. Ooh. Um, yeah. His so <laughs> I could watch John Bernthal be a crazy, unhinged guy with a gun all day long. He, I think he plays that so well. He commands what whatever I see him on the screen, and he's doing exactly what you said. He commands mm-hmm. my attention. It could like yeah, I agree. I could be like I could have been like making popcorn for the popcorn experiment in another room, yeah. and he'd come on. I'd probably have to <laughs> run as fast as I could in to watch it. When do we want to like, do a burn ball down, basement? Like, I'm like I'm like shuffling. <laughs> we can do a burn ball basement. I feel like that'd be a stressful watch, and we'd have to watch <laughs> we'd have to watch season two of Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is. He's so he's so good in that role because he plays kind of the I guess the opposite in many ways to Ben Affleck's role. He plays kind of like a hitman hired by companies. Mm-hmm. The thing about this, did you guys watch this movie by, with subtitles? By the way, oh, I, I have some subtitle watchers. Okay, why? Because I have something to say about subtitles. Okay, I watched this movie with subtitles. The subtitles spoiled this movie twice for me, including uh, the reveal that uh, spoilers oh. if you haven't seen it. Yeah, really? The, uh, there are spoilers. We don't have to, we don't have to talk about that spoiler right now, but Okay. Um I see what you mean. That's really that sucks. Yeah. In the first 30 minutes that well we could just I forgot talk about it briefly. Could, yeah. Like, hmm. The John Bernthal's character who you see kind of working opposite of Ben Affleck the whole time, you find out that it's Ben Affleck's little brother that you see in the beginning of the movie. Uh, ben Affleck has a little brother who's uh, not on the spectrum like he is but has the same kind of abusive dad who's like a hard-ass military dude, and they both have this crazy upbringing where they're kind of trained to be almost assassins. Um, so w- during the subtitles, when they're training as little kids, it says young Brax is is like grunting along with Ben's character. So I'm like, oh fuck, he's Brax. So that was already that was already spoiled mm. for me that he was he was a brother. So that, that that I wish I had that flip at the end. Yeah, that's tough. I think I figured it. I mean, I did figure it out, but I think that's it. it was it was nice coming to the conclusion myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was a process of elimination. There's like ten minutes left in the movie. And we don't know what happened to the brother. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the one character whose name that we don't know yet. It's... It would have been fun to just be like, oh, get to have that oh shit moment, and you know, you get that that rush yeah. when you when you figure it out. But my my oh shit moment was like. 15 minutes into the movie, and I'm like, oh, it's a I brother. See. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, that might be a completely different movie. Imagine yeah. if they did that on purpose. Imagine if there's a scene where they establish that, you know, as soon as they introduce the character. That could be that could be a fine way of doing it as well. There's, we know, but the characters don't. It's different form of suspense. Yeah. The, when I was watching this, I texted yeah. you guys that I was interested to know. I was, I was thinking the whole time we were watching it if you would like it or not, because we watched some action movies, Denali. And we know that explosions bore the shit out of you. Not that many explosions in this action movie. Yeah. No, not at all. It was a lot of really tight 
hand-to-hand shooting stuff. And it kind of had that John Wick type of thing where, you know, he's yes. he's taking headshots. He's doing, you know, mm-hmm. very quick things to end the fight really quickly. And it's it's more satisfying to see after watching 2000s action movies with other, other Ben Affleck movies. So, yeah. Along the subtitles topic, I mm-hmm. watched this movie like I was 65 years old. <laughs> Because I watched it on cable on demand. Ooh. So exist anymore? What is that? Yeah, so I don't pay for cable. Let me get that straight. But we have a cable box in our apartment provided with our apartment. And so every now and then we hook it up and watch like sports. And so we hooked it up to see if it was on demand, and it was on our cable box. So I didn't have to pay four dollars for it. The closed captioning was terrible. I, I watch every movie with subtitles on. Because Netflix and oh, Hulu okay. and Amazon Prime do really good subtitles. Yeah. But this Same. was closed captioning provided by the cable channels. And I think because the cable companies know who their demographic is, they know that nobody who has cable and who pays for it will ever have a problem with the service they're providing. <laughs> so... Um, the, the closed captioning box took up half of the screen. It was like, it was oh as if the, I could read half a page of a novel from my couch. <laughs> and, and it was a big black box. <laughs> and, but only, it would only display so... <laughs> like one or two lines of text at a time. Like, like a normal dialogue line. It would display that. So there was just this giant black box. I could only see like their heads. So oh I turned God. it off. And I just think that's, Maybe my one of my criticisms of the movie is that it doesn't you were do too cheap to rent it on the internet. Don't fucking watch it on demand, dude. That's not criticism. <laughs> well, sure... I'm saying like... no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is nothing was lost, really, by me. You even made a joke about it. Nothing was lost by me not having the right aspect ratio. You know, nothing was lost by me turning the closed captioning off. And there's better writing that where subtitles can actually like help you pick up on things. There was a pun. And there's better shooting where there's actually some beautiful stuff happening or the total orientation of the frame and the balance of the frame really needs the edges to make the whole frame look good, make it look like a piece of art. And this movie was pretty straight down the middle in both of those regards. You guys ever seen Drive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've mentioned this to you guys before that there's a lot of weird parallels I noticed with Drive with this movie, where Drive is a movie starring Ryan Gosling, where he plays uh, is, as a, he's, he's a driver, and, but he also moonlights as a getaway driver for the mob. And this movie is kind of like Drive for accountants, where he's like, you know, he's an accountant, and he moonlights for accounting for the mob. The other thing, too, is there's been a lot of internet speculation as to whether or not Ryan Gosling's character from Drive is, is also on the spectrum, just because he has kind of a different affect He's kind of detached, has trouble, you know, making connections with people in the movie. Reddit AMA for this movie, uh, it was with uh, the the director of, of Drive. Um, someone asked the director, "Is is Ryan Gosling's character in Drive possibly on the spectrum?" And the director didn't discount it. He said, "Oh, he might be." Um, and so he just didn't. He left that in there as a possibility. So I'm like, okay, so is this just kind of like a numbers version of Drive? And then even at the end, uh, the end of the movie in Drive, he does he. He makes a connection with the, with the female lead, kind of has a slight romantic relationship, but then leaves for her protection, drives off into the sunset. 
which is exactly what happened at the end of the accountant as well. And then there's also there's also parallel scenes, the famous drive scene where he stomps this dude's head in like 25 times really horrifically in front of just a normal person, which is his love interest. And then he looks behind her and kind of look, looks behind him and kind of smiles at her like nothing's wrong. And then Ben Affleck's character brutally kills some like mobster guy by choking him out and then looks at the family who's watching him, mm -hmm. who we just saved, and then just kind of smiles and waves, which I thought was hilarious, and walks away. <laughs> so, like, there's so many parallels in these movies. That's a really interesting theory, Denali. And I love Drive. I love, I love really Drive, too. It's one of my favorite movies. I haven't yeah. seen it. Have Ooh, you seen Jason, it, you watch it, you, you love it. it. This is Drive minus the cool soundtrack. Minus kind of like the awesome awesome cinematography and drive. Oh gosh, it's gorgeous. It's yeah, very very well put together movie. And I think this movie could have uh, benefited a little <laughs> bit from, uh, from a little bit more personality. But that that was really interesting. Anna Kendrick wasn't utilized as much as she should have been either. She wasn't. Yeah, she was totally underutilized. She was kind of just there as uh, like a target, and then he kind of saves her, and then just kind of pieces out. There wasn't really more to that. Um, but the DC subplot with you got J.K. Simmons, a.k.a. the yellow M&M, &M, um, and then Agent Medina, um, they're kind of trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with Ben Affleck's character, right? Because they're tracking him. They're like, oh, here he is in 2005 where he, you know, killed a bunch of mob members. And here he is when, like, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff. So they're trying to figure out what's they're – they're basically kind of antagonizing his his character, which I felt like was kind of more interesting. But then that kind of went nowhere too, though. Yeah. Right. That served no purpose. Why did J.K. Simmons want to know who the accountant was? Well, yeah, because at the end, he's like, we're, go we're going to let him go. But I just, I want to know who he is, right? That was pretty much what it was, because Ben That's Affleck, so it's revealed up. that Ben Affleck, like, helped him, right? Like, it's like, hey, Medina, I'm going to put you in jail if you don't help me figure this thing out. But it really oh, yeah. doesn't matter. What the matter fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Medina's character, she she was like she you know she was like a was she had a felony or something and then she lied on her job application. He he like breaks protocol, sees this and he's like holds her hostage. He's like you're gonna help me find this guy, otherwise I'm gonna bust your ass and you're gonna be going to federal prison. And she you know she's like, I mean that's so fucked up, dude. Like that actually did the treasury department like not do a background check? Those she's records were sealed. <laughs> Like, yeah, sealed. who do you think sealed the records? <laughs> the government. Dude, I bet you this um this movie was written by like a treasury guy, dude. Cause like I, I swear they don't like have guns. <laughs> Just I feel like they don't, dude. Like there's so many so much scenes of like treasury dudes kicking ass and then dudes like moving money around. And I just I feel like this is treasury porn. Like this is just it's like what if money was badass? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that would make sense why there's so much accounting lingo in it. Dude, there's so much. I swear this Which was I liked. by an accountant. They did well. Yeah. 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 I really liked that. They they had actual CPAs having actual CPA conversations and they didn't break it down. Some of it was a little too over, you know, my head, and some of it I thought might have been over other people's heads that wasn't even CPA related. Like when sure. the whole scheme was that the guy was shaving profits off early so that he could put the profits back in later and so he yeah. could have a better IPO. Which that was pretty good. Like 
it was good, but I, I think yeah. most people don't even know what an IPO like is. Very convoluted way to, sh to show a scam, which yeah. I guess is okay <laughs> for a movie about accountants. Which it begs the whole point. Why did he greenlight the hiring of this guy? Like, he must have just assumed that he wouldn't find anything. I understand. Well, he explains it, right? Because he was he? like, Did to I miss plug something? any leaks. Because he's like, he said, because I thought the same thing, Jace, because I was like, why the fuck hire Ben Affleck's character to figure this shit out if, like, he didn't want him to figure it out in the first place? Mm -hmm. um, but Lithgow's, or Ben Affleck's character says, you hired me to plug all the leaks, to leak-proof your scheme. So I think Lithgow was hired Ben Affleck to find the leaks as that he can eliminate him later. Okay, because as soon as the leaks are found, so he Affleck, goes down the path the reason of he was killing he people. Bounty on him. He, I guess the murder kind of has exactly. to have been yeah. a part of the plan the whole time because you, he was hired, he found the leaks, and then mm -hmm. the clearest conclusion for the owner of the company was to kill his CFO and his the longtime partner, the um, the woman who actually found Ben Affleck's character. Yeah, I have, think he had him brutally murdered. So, Jace, you've seen the movie more than once. Now, me and Denali have seen it. Denali's fresh out of it, and we're still confused. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's my second biggest knock. Besides this film not having enough personality in shooting, is that uh, what is going on with the writing here? Like, you can make a complicated plot that does not that's not confusing. Think about The Departed. Have you guys seen The Departed? The Departed. Oh, Jace. Okay, so it's this, like, there's the mob and there's the police. Movie. And each faction has an undercover agent in the other faction. Mm. And so there's all these, you have to keep track of which character knows what. And by the end of the movie, it all falls apart and the viewers can figure it out. Like, viewers are figuring it out as it's happening. Boom, 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 boom. They're aware of what's mm -hmm. going on. And great writing. This movie needed a Ryan. little bit more care about what's going on in the actual plot and yeah. less focused on the four-minute-long, five-minute-long expose <laughs> from J.K. Simmons that was completely tangential to the plot of the movie. Yeah. Did you guys Ryan, even recognize that that scene happened? Because I fell asleep halfway through what it. What scene? See, at the, towards the end of the movie, J.K. Simmons is at Ben Affleck's house. Uh, and he, he starts... tells the story. I liked that. Yeah. Actually, really? okay. I enjoyed that they took us through this, that scene at the very beginning of the movie. And then that the light was shed on it from his perspective. And I actually, yeah, I just, I just think, I just think that mm -hmm. the act, that was like the movie moment. I'm a, I'm a soft, I'm a sweetheart. I'm, I'm pretty soft in the movies. And when a scene is meant to be emotional, it'll probably affect me now. So when mm -hmm. he had a gun to his head, and it was like, and there's no way, you know, you're, if you're watching an action movie, you can be like, yeah, oh yeah, if I was a badass and I was trained like that, I could do that thing, I could do that thing. And we're showing a guy who has been like an agent for quite some time, and he gets a gun put to his head by a guy who just killed a bunch of mobsters. And mm -hmm. it's not even on his radar to, he just, he starts crying and he's under so much stress and he's being asked these questions by ben's character and he's like 
where are you a good father? And he's just like crying his eyes out. He's like, I might have been a shitty officer, da, 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 but I was a good, I was a good dad. And it, it tied in. And I, I don't love the fact that the scene was at the house that yeah. ushered it or ushered us back to the, um, to showing that initial scene from a new angle. But I really liked seeing the scene from a new angle. So, yeah. So maybe, yeah, I don't really and understand cut out everything that happens after that. Okay. <laughs> I, I did like that scene. That was uh, J.K. Simmons is an amazing actor, and he pulled off that emotional thing well. I agree. The other thing too, Ryan, what, what I was saying when you were when you were talking about that is like, how fucking dare you bring up The Departed, a Matt Damon movie, in our Ben Affleck <laughs> podcast, and say how you wish that it was more like this Ben Affleck movie was more like this Matt Damon movie? Like, how Dude, fucking dare you do this? I said the same thing about uh, Paycheck in the Born Ultimatum, man. <laughs> Dude, I feel like the target, the, the Ben arm target on me is like slowly drifting towards you right now. You're one more Matt Damon movie comparison <laughs> to, to calling in the. He's going to give me a hug. He's going to, Ben's going to walk past he's you gonna, guys. Yeah. He's going to give me a hug. Mm -hmm. He's going to turn around for he's defending his honor. Beat the shit out of you, too. <laughs> I would. I will have no defense, dude. He's he's got so much combat training from all those movies, dude. He would demolish both of us. Yeah, he's huge. By the he's way, he's so big, dude. An like, of freaking yeah, dude. he's huge. He gets taller and more muscular. I think every role I see. Yeah, him he, yeah seriously. <laughs> like I think he, started, he was four in, feet in tall in Armageddon. In, like uh, surviving Christmas, he was like five foot ten. He's yeah. six three and a half. What the fuck? Yeah, now. But that <laughs> I think in Batman he was about nine feet tall and weighed about six hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about the end real quick? Uh, the end of this movie, where sure, sure. Um, this is this is where the turn happens, right? The reveal that John Bernthal's character was his brother, right? Ben mm -hmm. Affleck's brother, uh, John Lithgow, who plays the the big evil tech guy. Um, he's being protected by John Bernthal at his own house. John Bernthal has a, has a league of badass mercenaries protecting this million-dollar house, and then uh, Ben Affleck's coming in to get revenge, right? Uh, Affleck smokes all these other dudes, like, you know, in an awesome, badass Ben Affleck fashion, and then he sees John Bernthal, and they have that, that moment where they realize they're brothers, and they kind of have like a little scuffle, but they just have like this bro moment, which I thought was so sweet. Like, I don't know, like where he's like, hey, Braxton. And like, they just apologize and they totally make up. And then what I thought was fucking hilarious was that John Lithgow is watching this all on a Skype feed, right? Yeah. Like, he's seeing like, okay, this guy is supposed to be defending him. Fuck? He embraces <laughs> and like hugs Ben Affleck's character. At this point, I'd be like, I am getting no fuck out of here i would jump out of the window i would be like three miles into the woods at this point but he's staring at the screen like what the fuck is happening like he should have and he wants to watch this ultimate showdown of them fighting each other or whatever and then he he opens the door and he's like then he tries to defend himself when Burntall and ben affleck are clearly the same side he's like you know why i did what i did and then Ben Affleck just picks up the pistol and fucking shoots him. That was so good. It was, like, it was the, the funniest part of the movie. That was I, so I loved it. Because great. for the whole movie, I was thinking, um, here it comes. 
we gotta watch the good main guy fight the bad main guy and they're gonna have a fist fight after everybody else is bat mm -hmm. dead and then eventually the good guy is gonna win and something from the past in the movie will come into play we'll have a callback or some unlikely yeah. friends along the way will show up and help him out but he's gonna beat him up in a fist fight that's how every action movie ends every single one mm -hmm. And this movie was just like, nah, they hug it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not what you're expecting at it all. Like and I loved it. A great bro movie. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely loved it because it, it did not take the middle road. It, it took a really, really awesome, risky choice to make that. An entire movie that kind of leads up to nothing. And <laughs> it chooses character over action. And that's the greatest thing that an action movie can do is choose when not to use action. That's a great that's a great little little point, Ryan. I think that's that, that's you you summed up exactly like what I liked about that ending. Um it's like at the end too, like John Bernthal's like, you know, it's like how when am I going to see you again and Ben Affleck's like, "Well, a week from now you're going to like hang out or something." Like that'd be cool. And he's like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> they like walk away, dude. <laughs> That's so good, man. Like the other thing too is when he shoots, um, John, when Ben Affleck shoots John Lithgow, like really suddenly. Um, I had that spoiled by the subtitles because it says, uh, it said no. bang, like about oh. six seconds before it happened. Because <laughs> John Lithgow is like, do you know how that feels? And Ben Affleck is like, yes, bang. But then I saw the yes bang like six seconds before, and, I, and I'm like, what, what is yes bang? And he's like, oh, he shoots him, and then he shoots him. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that he drives scene. off in the sunset. Okay, hold up though. Like he gives Anna Kendrick's character at the very end an original Jackson Pollock, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is she gonna do with that, dude? Like, she can't sell it, dude. She can't find like no. a fence, man. Like it's to, priceless, to buy that, man. Yeah, uh, and she's gonna be on a list if they know she has it. She can't have anyone over. And they're like, oh, is that a is that a copy? Ha <laughs> ha! And they're gonna touch it or whatever. Like, you know, you yeah. Be like I think that. that's the best part. That's what I love having something priceless that isn't just for monetary value. It's for your own personal, uh, personal enjoyment. That's the greatest thing. And um, that would destroy me having that in my house. It I would, it would give me so much anxiety having. A picture like that that's priceless it's worth more that entire that fucking block <laughs> like so like what like fair fair at least minimum se i don't know seven million dollars minimum right that if painting is the pollock first pollock ever right? jackson pollock drip painting so like Wait, is, is that one like it probably if, if it was ever sold it'd be the most expensive painting in history which would be like oh, hundreds wow. of millions of dollars, like probably four hundred million dollars. But any a so, normal Jackson Pollock, yes. But that exact one, it had a special significance because it's like the most famous Jackson Pollock. So he gave her this curse, basically, of like she could never. Dude, I couldn't even move this, dude. If this was in my house, like yeah, if I'm moving, even a normal like like he was saying, like even a normal like. Even a normal seven million dollar painting. <laughs> if you breathe you on that it. thing, dude, you're like depreciating a hundred grand or something. Like, 
and she just be... like hangs it up like oh i'd be so much more concerned about breaking and entering into my house than oh god i am now it's like oh man shit you know you have renter's insurance your computer gets stolen you can get that replaced it's like oh <laughs> 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 okay like one of the most famous paintings in history that people wouldn't recognize mm -hmm. because nobody walking into that apartment for like a house party or something would be like oh this is the jackson pollock number one like mm -hmm. the, yeah sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to school you on the jackson pollock thing but i had to i googled I, it i i well, i've no okay i i watched a movie on netflix with, about a um a olympic skier who runs like a famous poker game and at some point in the movie somebody shows up to one of her games without money to buy in and he's like oh i've got this seven million dollar painting oh okay so uh, that was like my metric i was like yeah uh stolen artwork okay, gotcha all right do you guys want to get into our ben meters for this movie yeah please all right let's do this ben meter time Get out your Ben meters. That's my um little. That's my bed for this. What do you guys think? Yeah, we can workshop. We can workshop. Pollock. Put a pin in it. It's no Pollock. Anybody want to go first? Jace, you've oh, seen I this movie we twice. For the... Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen this movie twice, but this is you know a whole new perspective. Um, okay. Ben meter JC, numbers up are on the board out of 10. The normal values to volume. Ben volume is high from screen yes. time. Mm -hmm. This is a completely different Ben than we're used to. And I'm going to have to bend the rules. I'm going to have to bend the rules here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, his acting, I honestly think was phenomenal. He always brought the character back to a baseline. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there were a lot of times in the movie where there was humor that hit, like him shooting the guy in the head and then me like, sorry. Or, you know, the <laughs> saving the farmers after shooting the guys in the head and then and leaving. I think he... Yeah, the, uh, the wave. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal acting. And then he found ways to bring emotion into it in, in ways that you started to... Um, really feel for the character like he set a baseline and then you were able to relate to the character uh he subverted our normal horniness expectations and then sent a hundred million dollar painting <laughs> to his love not love interest so i'll count that as a mark for horniness i'm gonna well, it does count okay <laughs> you know i think he was phenomenal in it um I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give a solid eight out of ten. Bends, Ben heads. Eight exploded melons out of eight, eight <laughs> out of ten. Eight shot exploded melon heads. That was there a lot. weird emphasis on melon heads in this movie? There was so many exploded melons that he shot in this movie for Target. It was. I think it was an easy way to show the. Um... He was redrawing the faces from the chart in yeah, the, the chart. intro scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay, Jace, you got what you said. Eight out of ten for your for your Ben meter. Right now, I'm on the. F it's a. Uh... This is a weird one. We've t you're on the bench. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the bench, but I feel like it's a great performance by him. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Ben brought a different level of Ben. Yeah, fair enough. And I think I I I agree with your assessment, Jace, for for my Ben meter score. For that reason, though, because he, I thought he did a great job. He mm-hmm. acted super well. I think he really served the character really well. Uh, but for that reason, it was kind of like the the, the net opposite of what Ben would be in a movie, yeah. right? Oh, like yeah. he wasn't a sleaze bag. He wasn't like a super cool cocky guy. Um, he was a very reserved, uh, very quiet person. And I think for this reason, I'm gonna give it a zero at <gasps> on the Ben scale. The and first this, ever zero? This is a zero for me because he brought zero of that Affleck energy, but that's not to say I didn't like what he was bringing. Yeah. I wow. really enjoyed his role, but I so, really think... Mm-hmm. We're so, so far... your Ben meter is completely the Benniness of Ben. Yeah, mine's yeah. The, the Ben value. Because when you... It's, this is concentrated Ben juice, and I think in Paycheck, you saw a serious super... Like, this is exactly what you hire Ben Affleck for. Um, I was surprised that they hired Ben Affleck for a movie like this because I feel like other actors would have been a more obvious choice. But um, I'm glad they did. And yeah. I'm glad they did too. It was not an obvious choice, and he acted in a totally different way than he normally does in any of his other movies. But I, for that reason, it's going to be a zero, even though I liked what I saw. He completely wow. super subverted normal Ben expectations to mm-hmm. act his way outside of your Ben meter. He's off the meter. He's off the meter for me. Fuck. But I liked it. Um. Yeah. That. Oh. I think that I am going to disagree with you, Denali, because he did bring oh, some big surprise. Ben, and I'm gonna give you. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dorky smile that Jace mentioned. Um. Mm-hmm. After the he kills the guy really brutally in front of these two farmer friends of his. Uh, mm-hmm. he gives them this dorky smile and wave and walks away. And that same smile was in Gone Girl. You know, that same <laughs> smile was in grin. multiple yeah. different movies where he tries to be this uh, normal guy and just like totally <laughs> out of character for what we see in like a badass. And... For that reason, I don't think that he's going to zero. My, my, my Ben meter is a little more uh, refined, maybe. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Some might say better. <laughs> yes. Quality of Ben, top notch. Volume of Ben, top notch. Mm-hmm. Benniness of Ben, eh, but it's still yeah. there. So I'm going to give him a seven on the Ben scale. Seven Ben heads. Seven Bennies. That... That's the important part of this for us and for our viewers. Your Ben meter might mm-hmm. not be based on the same things right. that we're basing it on. You know, um, I'm volume. Jace gave him a horniness point that I didn't give him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't factor horniness in at all, but I guess maybe I have like a more of a holistic approach towards uh, like the Ben vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of like the vibe over here. Yeah. And Ryan's more of like a kind of a dumb robot that kind of just has a bunch of zeros and ones. Maybe doesn't think too hard about his meter too hard. But I think that's important for the other other dumb robots <laughs> listening to this show. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, you want me to drive over to his house and beat him up? Yeah, I'll keep wear a coming, mask. Keep coming. I'll wear a mask. Keep it coming. I'm gonna cough on a letter and mail it to you. <laughs> what do you guys think about the overall uh, overall movie, Jace? Overall, um, this is one of those fun to watch, would watch again films. Uh, you don't mm. want to take, I, in my opinion, do you don't want to take too much of a critical eye to it. There are a lot of subplots that uh, in the moment may add something, but at the end of the film and the next day, a lot of it has evaporated from your mind and you're kind of left wondering, uh, what was the point of that? What was the point of that character? Um, I think when Ben's on screen and when John Bernthal is on screen, you know, you're, you're given something that you, you, you'd want to watch again. I'm surprised that Drive had a budget that was third a third of the price of this movie yeah. for how much you loved it. Is that right? Fifteen oh, wow. million for uh, for Drive, yeah. So overall, yeah. uh, we're 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 pushing about five or six. I'm gonna give it a six. I think it was a good action movie. Good. I think there were some subplots that. The, the writing could have changed. Okay. Six. Six for Jace. I'm going to have to go with uh, another six over here. Um, I thought it was above average. I enjoyed it. I, I liked watching it. And like Jace said, even... <laughs> like, I, 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 start, we, we, I hopped on this podcast, you guys, minutes after watching it. Even then, the movie was evaporating from my mind. Like, I was having trouble grasping at the ether about what this movie was about and what the fuck was happening with some of these characters that quickly. And I feel like by tomorrow, I probably won't remember most of it, um, besides just some of the, the some of the action parts, I guess. Um, so it, it's a fun watch. If you guys are ever just, like, bored on a fucking Sunday or whatever, want to watch an action movie, you know, watch The Accountant. It's a good, it's a good movie. It's, it's above average. I'd say it's better than watching, like, you know, Die Hard 6 or whatever. Um, Bruce Willis, don't kick my ass. Uh, but... It was overall a good watch. Enjoyable. A six. Okay. Uh, I hate to say it, folks, but I might have to give us the number of the beast on this one. <gasps> I think it's also a six. It's the oh. it's better. It's better than the average movie. It's not perfect. It has some seriously identifiable flaws. But I think Ben alone is such a floor raiser he is so good that i think it's hard for me to give him anything that he's a major part of like less than a you know a four so i think some things were really great the attention to detail like we talked about was really really great because points for that um for the few minutes that anna kendrick was in it it was great but it maybe misses out on a few points for her character there was no other character besides ben affleck that we liked and too many characters. Why do we need J.K. Simmons and Agent Medina? And Jeffrey Tambor was in it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, what the fuck was that? And he got tortured he to death? Character from Arrested like, that was a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> we don't need, we need less movies with torture scenes, number one. And we need less movies with gratuitous yeah. torture scenes for number two. So I think that um, it's going to be a six. And ultimately, I'm left with. The feeling that um, I ask my, I ask this question a lot when I wanted to find out whether it's a good movie or a forgettable movie is that um, 
could this be someone's favorite movie? And it's, it's a question that I ask myself whenever I watch something. Um, mm-hmm. You can have a movie that takes a lot of risks and it okay. hits on the nose on every single one with like one person. And that makes it their favorite movie. This was, I think it could be. Yeah. This was the most rented movie in 2017. Really? Wait, what the fuck? Yep. Behind behind Moana. It could be. Or or in I think <laughs> this could be someone's favorite movie. <laughs> I I actually disagree. I don't Sorry think kids. So. It's not Moana night. It's the accountant night. It's my turn to pick. I don't think that it's like nothing stands out about it enough besides the ending being a twist. Um, I could see if someone really identified with the character Ben himself, that's fine. But there's so much other distracting stuff that I feel like you can find other movies that do that just as well. Um, I just don't Honestly, get why CPA, they didn't make, they, they didn't take enough risks. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I do think that's the same thing because it seemed like a middle-of-the-road type of movie uh, for all of us, it sounds like. Um, what I was saying was, like, I think this could be a favorite movie of someone who maybe loves action movies and is a is an accountant already. And, uh, you know, maybe they, they want a movie that represents them a little bit and they're they're just, you know, this maybe this is, like, fun for them to see. And they're like, oh, finally a movie that, that shows a little bit about my job and it shows Ben Affleck as that kicking ass and that's my favorite movie. I've yeah. met people whose favorite movies like fucking Battleship. Like it's just, you know, <laughs> there's people out there like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This um Chase, this will be their favorite movie until uh the potentially expected sequel is I read about that and released. Hold up. There's a sequel to this movie? There it's apparently be... planned. What's it called? I, oh. Accountant Two. This Accountant Two paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> this this one this one has it listed as uh, the accountant returns. Mm. So uh, tax returns. Fucking put some mm. kind of goddamn accounting pun in there. <laughs> Lazy ass writing, dude. <laughs> the accountant returns. The accountant. Apostrophe. Tax returns. Apostrophe? I'm changing it up. <laughs> this is why they gotta hire me. <laughs> the accountant. The account- question mark. The account? <laughs> Where the am account- I? <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you guys about the Rubin paradox? No. Is, is that your part of it? Is that your you or is it something you made up? Oregon? No, the sandwich. Reuben the oh, sandwich. Oh, the Reuben sandwich. What you named a sandwich Reuben? No, the Reuben sandwich. The Okay, the Reuben. Okay, yeah. Corned beef, sometimes pastrami mm-hmm. with Thousand Island, sometimes Russian dressing and melted cheese <laughs> on rye bread. I've had that, yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. It's like okay. my favorite sandwich. And you like Arby's, yeah. right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I like my sh- I like my meats shaved, please. Um, All right. Which I thought, first off, when I first read that term, I thought it meant something completely different. But 
the uh, the Reuben paradox it's circumcised. Is, that's what it means. I love Reubens, and whenever I go to a restaurant, I order a Reuben, and I and usually they hold up. Some are better than others, and in fact, mm-hmm. one of my favorite meals is a Reuben at a particular restaurant, and I was in Portland, Oregon one day, and googling where I should go for dinner, and up jumps an advertisement or like a banner for the world's best Reuben. And I'm thinking, what? The world's best Reuben (laughs) is in Portland? And I might think... Be careful, Ryan. (laughs) You might also think like it's in like that, like an elf when he's like, sees the world's best coffee on like a window or something. But it, it wasn't just like a little thing. They advertised themselves as the world's best Reuben. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to at least give it a fair shake. I got to go test this Ruben out. It's probably really, really, really good. It's probably up there. If it's not the world's best, it's probably up there, right? Because Portland's a foodie town. So me and, me and my wife, Julie, who's my, God's most beautiful creature, we get in the car and we drive like a half hour to go to this Ruben-themed restaurant. And we both order the Ruben. And when I'm sitting there and I'm getting so excited, I'm like, well, temper your expectations. It's probably going to be pretty darn good, but you have one you already like, so compare it fairly. The Rubens come. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And it's like 90% cheese. Mm. And I'm thinking like, oh. Like Swiss cheese? Is it, is, is it like covered in cheese? Like, maybe like fried and cheese? No, they just put like a bunch of cheese on it. It's like the meat took us backstage to the cheese. And I was like, okay. And so I grab it and I'm like, oh, wow. The bread is like really, really hard. The bread is like toasted, like really hard, like on purpose. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Maybe that's really good. And I started eating it and i'm like this is probably the most forgettable reuben i've ever had because i don't like a lot of cheese on my reubens and i don't like hard bread on my reubens and i left so disappointed <laughs> right are you like 90 fucking years old dude like what the- <laughs> i left so disappointed about this sandwich that was apparently supposed to be the world's best of my favorite type of sandwich. And I've come to terms with this meal over the last five years. And I think about it a lot. I think probably about it like once a week. And um, I've determined that it's the Reuben paradox. And that there's probably a handful of people in the world, including the person who makes that sandwich, who thinks it's the best Reuben. Because they took some really, really, really hard stances. They made some choices. They said, I love cheese on my Rubens. I'm going to slather that Ruben in cheese. And they love, I love rye bread. I'm going to put the hardest rye bread that money can buy on this Ruben. And the other things can take a back seat. And they ate it and they freaking loved it. And they showed it to their friends who had the same type of Reuben sensibilities and they loved it. And every now and then, 
someone who has the same Reuben preferences comes into the restaurant and says, this is the world's best Reuben. But I thought it was one of the worst Reubens I've ever had. And then I start to think, well, what is the perfect Reuben? What's the world's best Reuben? Is the world's best Reuben, in fact, the most middle of the road Reuben? Is it the Reuben with like the same amount of pastrami and corned beef as everywhere else? The same with a, with just normal bread, with just a normal amount of cheese, with just a normal amount of dressing. Is that the world's best Reuben? Like, could that ever be? I and I I still don't have an answer to this question. And I, I don't think so. And this movie reminds me of a middle of, <laughs> it me of a middle of the road Ruben. Like point you bastard. <laughs> they did they didn't make <laughs> I, Why I you have... fucking yank our car our car steering wheel straight into Rubenville. <laughs> They didn't make any choices that could make somebody fall in love with it. You know? <laughs> they, they, they didn't choose anything that was creative. They just went right down. The, they threw a pitch right over home plate. And I, I don't think that that could ever be so strongly connected to somebody to have it be their favorite of something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I see your point, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, well, well said. Is that um, is that the reason why they say like Portland's in a bubble? Is it because they all like the same Reuben sandwich and then they all live together and they're all just like hanging out together? No one's yeah. telling them that the Reuben sandwich is bad. Yeah, it's yeah, it felt that way because like the owners like will come over to the table and like talk to you and stuff. Oh, oh they're like, how's the sandwich? You like oh, you like a pile yeah. of cheese with a with a shred of whatever pastrami? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get hate mail. You gonna break your fucking teeth on this bread? I don't know anybody that likes Reuben sandwiches. I think besides you, or, or it's oh, never come oh, up. Oh man, I love them. I don't go to places where you can order Reuben sandwiches. I don't. Think. Oh, I go to a lot of breweries and a lot of pubs. I don't go to yeah. I don't order sandwiches at restaurants like. When I see movies yeah. and like a character orders like an egg salad sandwich, I like get up out of my chair and like throw my okay. hands up. I have do a story you... about egg salad sandwich. Nope. No, nope. you can't no, do no, this, no, Ryan. Nope. You can't do save you think... it for the next episode. You... Normally, you Janelle, I have an actual story. I'm going to edit a gun baguette being pointed at my <laughs> head right now for what I'm being forced through. You guys will you like can't... the story. This okay. Is, this is you like when Denali holds sandwiches. a gun to your head for meat type superheroes to your head when you want to go to bed so when you so i've driven the alaska highway from the lower 48 uh -huh. to alaska Traffic, folks yeah um did you stop in white several horse times. <laughs> yeah i've driven it several times and on the day between white horse and i believe um some whatever random town you stand stop in eight hours down the road there's a place called Watson Lake, and it's right on the border between the Yukon Territory and British Columbia. It's oh, in the Jesus middle of Christ, nowhere. Brian. And you <laughs> you have to stop because you have to get gas there because yeah. there's not enough space between gas stations. There's too much space between gas stations to make it. You have to stop at every gas station. It's, it's one of that place. There's bison everywhere. And 
it's lunchtime. We're getting gas at the like one of the only gas stations in this town called Watson Lake. And oh no, I don't, don't tell me food. you got a oh. And okay, I go I into the gas going. station and I buy, <laughs> I buy oh, no, an no. egg salad sandwich. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and if you guys know anything about me, no, you'll no, know no, that no. I have a very, very volatile stomach. It's very sensitive. Right. What mm-hmm. the fuck were you doing? <laughs> and for some reason, in the middle of this three thousand mile long road trip, in the most remote part of it, I decide to eat an egg salad sandwich from the gas station. We get a little ways down the road. We actually get per- pretty far down the road, like a, a few hours on the road. And uh, the day's wearing on. My seatbelt's getting a little tight. And I start noticing it. So I'm, I'm like, speed up. We, we, we got to go. We, we, let's, let, let's get there before, you know, my stomach happens. And uh, it gets worse and 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 worse. It gets so bad. And it gets to the point where we do not have a chance to like get off the road. And I'm thinking like, find the next place to pull over, like literally like a pullout where there's not a shoulder that drops off. And we come to, we we're coming around a corner and uh, we come around this corner and we immediately are put onto a bridge. Oh. And there's a sign at the beginning of the bridge and oh, it says, God. welcome to the second longest bridge in Canada. <laughs> Guys, I made it about <laughs> three quarters of the way through that bridge. And then the egg salad sandwich had its way with me. The egg salad sandwich, too, returns. <laughs> yes. And uh, that's my egg salad sandwich story. Featuring the second longest bridge in Canada. Thanks so much for joining us this week, <laughs> giving us your very valuable time, a resource that you can never get back, spending it with us three for this podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun this week, and uh, hope you guys had fun too. Guys, you guys got anything, uh, any announcements, anything to plug before we uh, skedaddle out of here? What's movie seven, boys? Movie seven. Oh, no. We haven't decided. Let's do that Let's briefly here. The old internet movie database. Ryan, are, you put in a are, candidate. Are we doing a second Christmas movie? Reindeer <laughs> games? Oh, God. Oh, my God. I cannot fucking have Ben Affleck ruin another Christmas for me. <laughs> Save that for Christmas. Thing is, in it's July. like, it's, it's rough watching like Christmas movies for me in general, and to do it after Christmas. And then have it also be a bad Netflix movie. We we get, go up. We're going up. We were on the rise. We watched Paycheck, which we liked. We watched Surviving okay. Christmas, which majority did not. We did not like. We yeah. we come to middle of the pack, six of the road. Hit me with something good. Should we all agree to rate every single Ben Affleck movie that we've watched a ten out of ten on IMDb, no matter what we think of it? <laughs> Wait, Jason. I think you bring up a good point. It's like, are we are we Ben Affleck-tivists? Like, are we trying to boost his career? And, only currently. Uh, Affleck Nation. Only while I am trapped right. in this attic. Yeah. yeah that, we'll that's the thing get his is attention. to, how much money have we given Ben Affleck? 
I've given him at least $12. $12. Directly. <laughs> I think I had to rent one. So we don't have Argo won so best picture. That's why I, I wanted to see Argo as I'd well. I'd be fine with Argo yeah. right now. Okay, because it's uh, it's not an action movie. It's kind of different. Like yep. I think that'd be a good refresher. Spawned a really good TV show, right? That's Fargo, but I oh. made the same mistake before. Yeah, <laughs> Farty Argo. Okay, we should have a whole bit where, where yes. one of us watches Fargo and the season one. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> ben Affleck was not in. Not at all. Exactly but a lot what you did this time, did Ali? You and McGregor was in it. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. Next week we're gonna be doing Argo. It's decided. That thanks so much for joining us. This is the this is the GBGBs <laughs> signing off. <laughs> oh, yeah.